0: Hey, this is Jose Galison of No Way Jose. You can find me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. You can also find me to anywhere podcasts are at. Today, my guest is Jeremy Todd, the fucking Unity Bro, one of the dudes from the Unity Coalition. That's probably where you know him from. Uh, today, the kind of rough topic. We're gonna be kind of talking sort of about messaging. He wanted to talk a lot about like the Overton window and how that relates to it. Uh, he kind of mentioned something on uh Twitter about that, and I was like, hell yeah, I'll have you on. Uh, as always, if you get into it, give me money at patreon.com. So that's no way, Jose 2020. This will probably be, as always, most of my episodes usually wait a week or two before I release them, just because I like to be able to control when I release my shit. And I like money. So uh, if you want to fucking see the shit when it comes out, uh, fucking go do that. If not, whatever. I don't give a shit. Also, go check out Top Lobster. I've got my stuff up there if you want to get some merch. I mean, also, he's just got good shit. I'm about to, I have some on the way, just waiting for it to get here. With that, I'm going to bring on Jeremy
1: hell yeah what the, up, dude? <laughs> what the fuck is up what a great intro man thank you yeah
0: <laughs> yeah i mean it's super professional but it is what it yeah. is <laughs> Hey,
1: what, what works
0: yeah so uh i know a lot of people we were kind of talking in pre and I know a lot of people probably don't really know who the fuck you are what you're about yeah. so just kind of if you want to give an intro of who you are yeah and what who like because i was we were joking in pre it's kind of like like you kind of <laughs> popped up and I'm like who the, yeah, who the fuck is, fuck, is this guy yeah, what does he do guy. like yeah. Everyone, like does this guy have a podcast no somehow he's with all these <laughs> podcast people like who, who is this dude <laughs>
1: yeah yeah uh i i guess i i mean i'm just dude from twitter man i uh i, I became a libertarian years ago last year uh cash started the no libertarian under 1k so like i hopped on board with that because i don't know that, what, what are the feds gonna do to me i guess uh you know and uh and so I, I I did all that, and then uh, you know just like everybody else on Twitter, got some group chats, made some friends, whatever. Uh, Reed and I always were w- would interact and stay in touch. But then uh, you know we were uh, we talked about it on. Uh, so Reed had me on his podcast. Uh, David fight had me on his podcast, and then uh, we we, we kind of floated the idea where we're, we're like, man, we're not going to accomplish shit if all we do is infight. So. Uh, Dave, Dave posted something. Dave Smith posted something, and I was in the comments. And, and at this point, dude, I was so critical of Dave for how he handled Joe in 2020. I was like, man, this a bad look. Uh, I, 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 th- I thought all the Mises people were kind of really edge lords, and and just you know kind of just hard to deal with man i'm a nice guy you know i am always feel like my grandmother from alabama is over my shoulder so i i get in there with dave and i'm like hey man if if you do this takeover are you going to consider people like justin amash and spike cohen to be your allies or are they going to be enemies in, in your eyes and and dave says that's the moment where he was like holy shit people believe that like i'm against them Uh, absolutely not. And so he DM'd me and Reed and David and, uh, uh, was like, Hey guys, I, I, thanks for engaging in this conversation. I'm sorry about the Archies of the world and all that. He's like, Uh, I wanna, I wanna keep this open dialogue and really focus on the the greater liberty movement being not turned off by the Mises caucus and, and and us. And, And through that, uh, we had the opportunity to get to know Dave. Um, and he's basically made me a person. Uh, from that point, <laughs> he, he and Reed and and uh, and just recently, uh, uh, Brian Nichols uh, has uh, gotten in touch with me and we have a recurring thing on his show uh, about sales and, because that's what I've done for 13 years. And uh, yeah, how to how to sell the message of liberty. and that's that's who I am. and just announced recently, uh, like an hour ago uh i'm gonna try to get on that board next to josh smith uh, and and straighten some of this bullshit out in 2022 man
0: cool cool uh i meant to preface this in the intro but i completely forgot i just want to say uh anyone who knows me uh knows that uh <laughs> and knows jeremy todd knows that we probably have different thoughts when it comes to messaging and stuff like that yeah so if this is one of those things I don't know if I'm gonna feel I mean I haven't decided whether I wanna be not that I would necessarily be combative but but or or argumentative. I may just let you you you, you lay out your points and not really give yeah. me pushback because but don't don't take that as me be, so anyone listening, <laughs> don't take that me as being agreeing. I'm just like letting here hear out. I may push back. I don't know. I don't know how I feel hey. yet. I, I'm kind of tired. I'm not quite sure if I really <laughs> want to, if anything I might just lay out. We'll see. I mean, and also if Brother- it's like,
1: you, you might have a good point. I'm like, okay, and we move on. Like, <laughs> if, if, if you do, I, I'm fine with that. So let me, let me for everybody to understand kind of where I'm coming from and, and, and how I'm evolving a little bit. Uh, I think Learning how to communicate with strangers on the internet is, is a skill that we are all uh, kind of piss poor at, but we're getting a little better at as we go, or at least I'm trying to. And so one of the things I'm learning is that I, I, I don't necessarily need to be critical of everybody's message um, if it's different from mine. And that's something that, you know, I, I feel free anybody to, to hold me accountable to. Here's where I'm at. I I, we're all kind of on this liberty boat together, whether you believe in political resolutions, whether you believe in uh, anarchist resolutions, whether you believe in it. it, But we we are all kind of in this team together. And that's what the the unity thing that I was about was. Let me be clear. There's some unity stuff out there that's like, let's bond with communists. Uh, That was not at all what Reed and I were ever trying to do. What we didn't want is what's I mean, happening. I'm about in New it Hampshire. depending on who,
0: depending <laughs> on what type of comedy you were talking sure. about. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you you know, know what I mean? Like wh- what we
1: were trying to prevent is New Hampshire. Okay. Mm. Like we were trying to prevent people not communicating and just pulling backdoor shit to kind of rip us apart. So this yeah. was our, our focus was always libertarian party. Um so here's here's why that's our focus. Um for me and I understand everybody's got different lanes but for me what being in sales my skill set is talking to the public just just having one-on-one conversations with strangers and changing hearts and minds and the Libertarian Party is nothing more than a tool to do that for me. We're all going in the same direction, and we may be in different lanes. So, like, if somebody doesn't necessarily believe in the Libertarian Party, like, like for instance, you 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 believe more, I guess, in the agorism and our you know anarchy kind of solution that doesn't involve government at all. I I'm not gonna lie to you, they're in the thing I want the government to do. So if that makes me an anarchist, fine. But you know what? I have not been effective at is trying to convince people that the government shouldn't exist because then they throw stupid ass straw men at me like oh the roads. And we spend an hour talking about stupid shit. Mm -hmm. And so what my job is and what I've made my job and role in this whole movement, my lane is going to be, I'm that guy in the bathroom trying to slip you your first dose at two in the morning. Right? Like that guy who gives you that first taste of Liberty gets you to look at things a little bit different. The normies, by the way, my audience isn't anarchists. My audience isn't agorists. My audience isn't libertarians. I am trying to talk to people who have a mindset of, I'm going to listen to the debates, and if I like this guy better than this guy, I'm going to vote for him and hope things are the best. That That's who I want. And and I'm going to try and slip them a little dose and get them hooked because what's the difference between a libertarian? Because if I can get them to be libertarian, what's the difference between a libertarian and anarchist? Yeah, Six I months. Mean- Six yeah, months. Exactly. Right. So, so uh, yeah, I, all I gotta do is get them on the road. And, and so that's my lane. That's where I'm at. And that's how I try to message and what I feel like the the party messaging should be too. Yeah. We, I, are, we, we are we yeah. are that first dose.
0: Yeah, and I get that. I think it depends on how what you're doing. Like for example, I knew you you said like one on one, and I do think depending how you're interacting is entirely different. Cause how I interact on Twitter isn't mm-hmm. is a miles different than how I'm gonna interact with person on an individual basis. Absolutely. Because especially something like Twitter, Twitter, you know, I mean, even then, depending on what social media we're using, I'm going to interact differently. On Facebook, I'm, I might have a long, fucking, drawn out debate. If it's yeah. fucking Twitter, if you try to have a long, drawn out debate with me, and I mean, if you're being nice, I won't probably won't do this. But if you're getting pissed with me, I'm probably just going to call you a faggot and move on. Like, yeah. I, I, just, I don't have the time to argue on Twitter because yeah. Twitter does doesn't even is is laid out to be a not hassle to argue. Yeah. Like, it's not a place where you can have constructive Chris like talks. Facebook yep. used to be that way back in the day before they got super censored. But, like, mm-hmm. I used to do that, like, big time. I'd have long, drawn out discussions. But, depending on what social media you're using, depending on you're doing one on one, you also got to keep in mind social media, you are never, like, almost never ever, I man. Maybe there are certain social medias, on like, uh, sites I can't think of off the top of my head, but you're almost never actually really a one on one. There's always an audience yeah. somewhere.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. You,
0: you also got to think, like, there's an audience. Like, this is a, this is a spectacle. So sometimes yeah. when I'm doing shit online, like causing problems on Twitter, uh, it's not really because I'm trying to convert the person I'm talking to. I mean, most of the time, mm-hmm. like, they are the least of my concerns. It's the audience. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, there's something to that. I did want to back up, though, because I kind of wanted to yeah. lay down. I know you said, like, minarchy, anarchy, you Kind of, It kind of sounds like you, I mean, to mean correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like you kind of don't really necessarily know where you are. You're kind of that, I mean, I've heard people say before that, like, I mean, are you willing to call yourself an anarchist? I mean, no, I mean, I don't yeah, really carry yeah, it away. Yeah, yeah,
1: okay. yeah I, I'm willing to call myself an anarchist. Okay, okay. I I, I fully believe that the government should be abolished, and, okay. and and there are steps in that. What I don't find productive is calling myself an anarchist to a normie, yeah. and then we have to talk about seatbelt laws for an hour. You know what I mean? When, when, yeah. when I'm more likely to get them to move a little bit if I talk about war the war on drugs you know police oppression all that other sort of shit that kind of lines up and is is a little bit easier to win because they don't get stuck in these dumbass straw men that they've they've been trained to believe their entire life
0: actually you know i i kind of slowly agreed a little bit there but i actually think it's completely situational because i actually have found (laughs) me personally i generally just like if someone asks me what i believe i'll tell them i don't shy away from it But I also, I have gotten more comfortable with being like, yeah, I'm an arrogant. But I feel like some of that's the delivery. Like I know a lot of people get shocked, but if you act like it's a big deal, like if you either are act ashamed or you act combative, I feel like that will sometimes, but if you you just say it matter of factly, just very, you know, yeah, Yeah. that's what I am. A lot of times people will be like, what? And then. And usually in that layout, it will give you an opening to be like, well, what do you mean? And then you can be like, yeah, well, I just I don't think do this. I mean, obviously you don't probably shouldn't immediately go into, well, I don't think we should have driver's licenses. Like, you said, this <laughs> retarded. but like, it depends. I mean, and yeah, I mean, depending on the person, it's like all this is tactics. Like, yeah, so, I mean, I, I am of the opinion. Like, yeah, I mean, sure. Maybe don't don't. I wouldn't go around broadcasting your anarchists, but someone asks. Tell them. Yeah, I mean, or you can go with libertarian. I mean, really, the labels are fluid. Like, yeah. I have like ten different. I, I'm, I'm a libertarian. I'm a voluntarist. I'm a, I'm an ancap. I'm an agorist. Uh, uh fucking, I'm an anarchist. Like, I, I could, I could probably think of more. So it's yeah. like, I can kind of, I'm able to be fluid, and all of them are accurate. It's just, yeah, it's. I mean, it's just depending on what connotation do I want to use, and that's how words mm-hmm. work in general. So like, who am I talking to? Like, I'm not going to introduce myself as an agorist to a normie because that's like. Really specific, nerdy libertarian. A lot of, a lot of even like a yeah. normie libertarian. I probably won't. I, yeah. I would probably tell them an ANCAP because I say agorists a lot. I've had people who are libertarians, self self professed libertarians. They go, "What?" Or, that? or or you can tell they go, "Oh, okay." But you can see in their eyes, like, oh, "What the fuck this Yeah. Is so, <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, it is it is planned. But uh quick question: I'd be I'd be remiss to okay. ask, do you hate the state?
1: I do hate the state. I yeah. hate everything the state does.
0: Now, what do you see the state as? Because I'm laying down these basic questions because I do mm-hmm. think they all have implications on the other stuff. Because you can see where we're coming from in like messaging and stuff. Yeah. I'll, I also yeah, have totally. a few other questions, so we can kind of because I think we these are going to be cruxes of some of the messaging talk that we're going to have. Yeah. So
1: yeah, no, totally.
0: um, Yeah. What do you see the state as? I, you know, I see the
1: state, uh, they, yeah. The, I I believe the state falls somewhere on a spectrum. Uh, I I I think of. I like to answer questions as like at its best, at its worst. At its best, uh, it is a naive tool of uh, of people who believe that they can organize society. Um, at its worst, which is which is definitely more of what it actually is, it's a tool of the elites uh, to maintain power. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I normally describe it as – because I feel like it's almost – it really states a psychological phenomenon. It's the illusion mm-hmm. of authority. So it's yeah. those that believe there are people who have the right to rule them and vice versa, people who believe they have the right to rule others. So okay. that's just – it's that's how I find it. I find it constructive to point out that it's not even – like yes, I know. Like sometimes we will define it as an entity, but it's also a it's a psychological phenomena that like yeah. If magically I was able just to, we were all able to just dispel the myth of authority, the the, the state would disappear. Like yeah, just, like I I, I I
1: completely agree <laughs> with that. One of the yeah. best arguments for anarchy when people's like, what would a world with anarchy be? I'd be like, look around right now. Like mm-hmm. r- right now we exist in a state of anarchy until the state interferes. And how often does that happen? Uh, you know, if it weren't for the state, could we? not still be having brunch right now could we not still be drinking clean alcohol could we not still be uh in an air-conditioned you know space it's the it is so that that's one of the the examples i like to use and that makes a lot of sense when you talk about it's a it's a a psychological state that really it's imaginary if we if it comes down to it until you you know get your paycheck and realize fuck this isn't imaginary
0: but I mean, it is, but it is, it is. It's like, that's why it's, I feel like it's important to point that out because it, it is real and concrete in a sense, but it's also in a sense, psychological. So when you're talking about like what we're talking about with combating it, you know, whether it mm-hmm. be with messaging or whatever, I feel like it's really important to define what you're, you're fighting against. Cause it is like, we do look at it. You see your paycheck, you see the cop, you see the military, you see whatever and you're like, this is a very physical thing. And you're like, mm-hmm. but really it's, also not. So if we're going to fight it, you have to understand what you're fighting. And yeah. I feel like that's when we get into a lot of issues where that's why some people are just like, well, if we could just, re- I don't know if we could just reduce the military or be less bad, it kind of almost makes it revert to centrism. If, if you don't define the enemy correctly. So, yeah. yeah. Um, no, I agree. all right. Yeah. So I, next I think, what do you like, what would be your path to success? And I don't mean like, like what, like, are you like voting to success are you hearts and minds? Are we talking like, like are you going to think that we can vote people in and they're going to magically make things better? Or
1: is this just a tool for outreach? I, yeah. I'm
0: kind of leaving this open-ended for
1: you. Yeah, 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 totally. So I, I think it's a noble goal to try, right? Like it, you can't tell me the world wouldn't be better tomorrow if, if Dave Smith was named president, right? Like it would be. It, it's a noble cause to attempt at at this because they can then do the right things and we can trust these people. That's my belief, but that won't happen without winning hearts and minds that it, 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 and in reality, none of our approaches will work if there's only a hundred thousand of us, right? Like it, it, uh, so that's really like, if I were to put it at the top, like that's the mission is we got to get more people to believe what we believe in order for our, our systems and our our things that we want to happen to work basically yeah. to end the state yeah, because I, if it's just a hundred thousand of us against three hundred and sixty million, we're we're not long for the world, man. Yeah, I,
0: I I would argue that actually a Dave Smith presidency would probably be one of the worst things that could happen. But I <laughs> I and I actually Dave Dave Smith is probably like my. Like who's brought me to anarchy? Who's like, I guess. I'm not Well, I hate. I feel like it's cringe. I guess he'd be like my my biggest hero, if you will. I feel yeah. like it's a cringe term, but but uh, I mean, it's kind of the he'd get JFK'd or he'd be fucking useless because right. we've seen how they did Trump. So like, yeah. If, if they I,
1: actually- I, that, <laughs> I, I mean, look, that, that's a fair <laughs> argument to make, but but G- G- Gary Johnson vetoed six hundred bills. And so, even if 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 all the all, if all a libertarian did was sit at that desk and fucking veto everything from Congress, we'd be in a better spot. You know? Yeah, I mean, I I'm arguing that, but I I, I more want to hear
0: where you're coming from for messaging, and I kind of want to tie that into yeah. messaging. And right. um, okay, so you, you okay, I got it. It sounds like you're more focused on hearts and minds, but you're also also mm-hmm. so um, as long as I I I get the argument where you're coming from. Uh, as long as that's the, the focus, I think it's fine. I, I also think it's silly to think we're gonna vote away success, although I can yeah. understand the the idea that we will then get people in there and it'll be better in a sense or whatever. I mean, i I have a I have a not to go too deep in it, but I, I think it kind of is almost a corrupting influence in a sense. Mm-hmm. but whatever. um anyway, so now I kind of want to know like how you think the messaging could be should be carried out. and I, I'd like to hear examples and especially we can use current events ones cuz this yeah, will be really yeah. apply yeah. like what has been done right and what's been done wrong cuz i know you've had yeah. issues specifically with lpnh and i but then i've heard before that you like how lpky has been doing things and i'm yeah. like i don't really get for yeah. me there's no substantive difference uh, <laughs> they're both
1: kind of just shit posting so, on actual
0: legit that, libertarian that, issues
1: that, <laughs> that that's a great point point. And, and look here's here's what i'll say first can you define for me your definition of shitposting, baby? Because I feel like that's useful, too.
0: Yeah, I know. I was actually just thinking about this today because, like, we're all – we've given Dave a lot of shit about being against shitposting, and I myself included. But then also at the same time, I'm like, but how does Dave use shitposting? The way he almost yeah. uses shitposting defines it is – it's like it's like my daughter when she'll be like, call someone a jerk or something, and it's like – or say someone is rude. And it's like you just define that as whatever you don't like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like I, I feel like whether it be we, we could criticize maybe Dave for doing the same thing, and then also us because there's yeah. no like there's no straight up term for it's a right. very vague term what shitposting is. So like yeah, for me like shitposting is just I I don't even really know how to, like how how do you I don't even know how to specifically define it. It's like
1: the I, I you know the you know the meme that goes that's bait. Yeah, that, that's how I define shitposting It is 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 that trolling
0: okay I mean, well all right i think trolling's the type of shit posting okay <laughs> there there at the same time no one's wrong here because there's ethereal internet interactions right. that have no I, like
1: I, like I, 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 or... <laughs> how about how about the definition of uh outrage porn w- would you believe that shit posting is outrage porn just trying to, to to piss some people off and then laugh at their outrage
0: i mean i could i could maybe say that's Kind of it. And that actually might be the more specific one I'm looking for. Because I'm actually – uh I was wanting to touch on unity division, but you already did a little bit. I'm actually yeah. – I've made it very clear. And I've actually – been the thing I've talked to, to, to read about a lot is I, I think there's utility and division. And I think division and unity are two sides of the same coin. So, okay. like, I, I'm kind of – it's almost like if, you know, I, I don't know, like – you could split the herd and then fucking be like, "Well, we'll take this herd and we'll unite this." I mean, you can like, I feel like yeah. you divide it along someplace and then you got to. And yeah. my big thing is like, say with because if you're gonna define it as outrage porn, if that's what we're utilizing it for, me personally, I like it. That is kind of what I do on Twitter. Like, sure, I fucking oh shit, Nair doesn't want to, but whatever. We'll, we'll get back to the minute. <laughs> but uh, I personally like, I I kind of do that a lot. Like, I've. For, I'm trying to think of a good example of one I've done recently where I'll, I will legit throw shit out there to get outrage. And yeah. then that way when I – it's like bait. And it's like when someone does it, I'm like, ha, faggot. Yeah, <laughs> and like right? I can be like – I can just make fun of them. And it's just my yeah. way to be like get them to fuck off. And the way I've described this as is, is in a sense that's unity because that takes people that are more in tune with my message and, and mm-hmm. cement them more the way I want them to go. Yeah. It takes the people – to some extent, it's separating the wheat from the chaff, which, yeah. and can kind of take some people who I think, because it's kind of the remnant concept of, like, you know, I'm identifying the remnant, and I'm kind of throwing away the rest. And not even necessarily throwing away. Okay. If they want to come back later, cool. But I don't, especially on something like Twitter, where we already talked about earlier, it's like, it's not the place for that kind of talk. Like, yeah. it's really, Twitter is kind of the perfect place for this quick, like, you know, who's on my team, who's not? You know, like, yeah. you know, you go this way, you go that way. And we're, like, kind of Creating the divide, and then once we've yeah. created the divide, we can unify among uh, on one side of the divide or the other. And yeah. uh, I, I I don't want to throw this off because I I do it's no it's fine. Think of something I wanted to mention earlier. Like what? Where do you think things are going? And I'll tell you why I think this is important right now. I'll, I'll lead up with my take. I think we're going to see in the next ten to maybe thirty years, we're going to see a bigger intellectual divide, physical divide, and we're going to see. And this is, I mean, I know you've said before you're not huge on theory, but like, say for example, like. I don't know, Konkin, one of his big concepts was he, he – like the NLM was how like the way the agorist revolution will work out is that we will have pockets of freedom that like even – like right now, I mean there's different phases. They like described it as in those pockets will grow and then as those pockets will grow, those like sections of statism will shrink into pockets. It's almost like they're like bubbles and mm-hmm. like it kind of makes sense. I've heard – I've had other readings that have kind of described the same thing. So I think that's where things are going. We're going to see more of a divide where we're going to see, I think, an opening for freedom. But then on the other hand, there will be smaller bubbles of statism, but they will be almost more authoritarian. Because I think as those bubbles get smaller, and I I think, I I might be wrong, but I think Konkin said something similar that was like they would get more authoritarian within those areas. Because I think as the state dies, it's going to recede to its power centers, which is going to be, I mean, we could debate where I mean, I I think the obvious one is rural and city. Like I don't feel like there's any, I mean, we, had to, we might build debate on red and blue because red and blue can swap. Like, I mean, yeah. eight years from now, the red and the blue can be different, which is more authoritarian. Personally, right yeah. now, I'm like, I think it's more the divides. Like red is like where roughly, there's kind of sort of more freedom-ish, but mostly rural and city. So yeah. like, I think in the future, we're going to see, you know, the rural areas are going to have more freedom. And then we're going to have, you know, I don't know if you've been a, 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 like a fucking conspiracy guy and shit, but under like Agenda 2030 and shit, where they've talked about having like fucking these smart cities where they're like mm-hmm. t- to them, the way they explain it in the agenda 2030 is like, Oh, there's great uh, fucking smart cities. And you know, you'll have, you'll have no property and you'll be great. They'll be fucking dope. Yeah. And like yeah, for us being, being, we're like, Whoa, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and like, yeah. that's kind of like where I actually do see the future going where we're going to have these like little, you know, smart cities or whatever you want to yeah. call them or areas where it's going to be more fucking, more authoritarianism, and then we're going to have areas on the outskirts that are more freedom. And yeah. so, I'm in my head, I'm kind of like, What, how do I want to go about this? And so, for me, it's kind of like, I want to create that divide. And I think that divide opens up room for liberty, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, as yeah. we further this divide, like, I, I, some extent, I have no problem. If you want to go and go to an authoritarian area, I mean, I would like to be able to talk you out of it, but yeah. to some extent, I guess it's, well, in a sense, it's still you're being coerced in a sense by state. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I can only do so much. It's kind of like in religion. If I'm like, if I had a buddy who like was in a cult, I mean, at some point, it's kind of like, well, I mean, I've tried talking you out of it. I don't right. fucking tell you. So, yeah, like. the,
1: the, the, the problem is the cult is is massive mm-hmm. and, and holds all the power. And so every strategy that I have is to shrink that cult and grow ours, basically, mm-hmm. to to grow. Because, it, it, again, it, the numbers are currently not on our side. Mm-hmm. And we have to be persuasive to get more people onto our side so that, like you said, we can grow those bubbles and pockets because the reality is, is if the numbers stay skewed the way they are currently of people who want authoritarianism versus people who want Liberty, they're going to crush us beneath the tracks of a tank. Like we, we are going to lose if we don't get more people on our side. Um, it, 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 short of short of some other, you know, relocation or, you know, uh, every we go take over Alaska or some shit, right? Like they're 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 so that that that's sort of where do I think things are going? I I don't think you're far off. Um, I think we're starting to see it now at the state level. They're basically giving a big finger to uh, the feds. Uh, they're saying you have no authority here. Uh, they they it, I think it all started with marijuana laws too in Colorado, where they were like, we don't give a shit that this is federally illegal. We we run this state. Um, and then I think there will, I I think at some point, uh, secession is inevitable. Um, I, 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 I think I gotta be, uh, kind of clarify here. Like I am not trying to unite with authoritarians. Like there is absolutely a group that we are never going to change their hearts and minds. But if you go talk to your neighbor, if you go talk to somebody at the grocery store, man, they are just drones trying to get by. And that is who... We have the opportunity to change the hearts and minds. So when this shit does do- go down, they pick our side, like you're talking about, where there's a divide. And so that's that's ultimately, I guess, my strategy and, and, and what I think is going to happen. What happens after the secession, we'll see, man. I don't know, um, but I don't think the United States, as we know it, is long for this world.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've been saying a lot too. I'm I actually am not necessarily sure. Uh, I mean, I, I don't see it outside the scope of possibilities. It might even be areas that do and the areas that don't. I actually am not entirely sure that I see a secession on – I know that's one thing we have been talking a lot. I've mm-hmm. been talking a lot about like soft secession or soft okay. nullification where it's, yes, there's not a formalized secession or a formalized nullification, but it might be one of those things where it's like, well, those people are on the outskirts and they're out in the country. Yeah, they're kind of part of this state that we – this thing we call a state – but they kind of don't do what the fuck we tell them to do. So in essence, it's kind of like it's kind of like you know Jeff Dice always uses the uh, fucking uh, analogy of the the speed limit. Like if the speed limit on the road says seventy miles an hour, but everyone drives ninety and no one gets pulled over until they drive ninety five, then in effect the speed limit's ninety five. And yeah. so that's that's kind of how I see it. Where you're going to have the areas where you know to use the speed limit analogy. There's going to be areas where the speed limit's fifty and they'll pull you over for going forty eight. And those yeah. are your authoritarian areas. Yeah. And then you're going to have spaces where it's like the speed limit's 50. And I mean, most people can do whatever the fuck they want. And every now and again, maybe they might pull someone over for going 30 over or some shit. Right. <laughs> but, but, but to but use the analogy.
1: Yeah. But if we believe that these are elites in power, do you think they're going to secede that? I mean, like uh, I know there are ways to sort of weaken that influence, but at the end of the day, they got the tanks, man. Like if they want it, they, what's stopping them? They, I, I, I mean, I if we don't have the numbers, what's stopping them?
0: I actually think we do have the numbers because the beauty of our system is that it's like, in a sense, it's individualist. Like the beauty of anarchy is it's decentralized. Like mm-hmm. so, like this may not be anarchy per se because it's in a sense it's a very, if anything, this is almost like a minarchist dream, you know, in a sense. Mm-hmm. But like in a way, although it's like we just kind of have the state that's kind of there, but not. No one really gives a shit. I mean, I'm talking to my ass. This may not be how it goes, but in this scenario, I could, all I right. could, I, I see, like, because all people are like, oh, we'll get crushed by the state, and like, I mean, will you? I mean, will we? I mean, sure, if we, do, because everyone uses like Waco or they use like uh, the the fucking uh, was it Bundy or whatever. I forget who the fuck the dude who's lived in the yeah. woods. They always yeah. use those as an examples, and it's like, well, yeah, because that's fucking retarded. Like, like <laughs> okay. if you're like, if you're like, we are the fucking, we are the group, and we're here in the centralized location fuck you feds like yeah probably not going to work out for you too well but if you're just a loose organization of people just going about their life and mm-hmm. you don't have any centralized leader or whatever the fuck like what are they going to do and that's kind yeah. of getting at like with this future i see that the power being more centralized and then on the outskirts it's going to be it's going to be the spot where they don't have as much power and naturally it's just going to kind of be like that like it'll be What are they gonna do? I mean, there's no groups. Yeah, I mean, maybe they could fucking do some shit, but it just they're gonna be more focused on you know actually laying claim to power where they actually have an ability to. Because I think that's one of the things the state we give it credit as being the super powerful, but it's nowhere near as powerful as we think it is.
1: You know yeah at all no I, you know and I'll, I'll sit here and say that and then I'm like well if they tried to take the guns they're all gonna fucking die like there's 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 too many of them like so I'm talking out my ass too by the way just a plug we were talking about this the other day. Dude, if somebody explained theory to me the way you are explaining theory right now, I would be into theory. Like, I, I just, I cannot read these old fucking German white dudes. Like, it just, it, it ain't in my Jewish. attention span. Well, there you go. Whatever. I can't. I can't. It's like reading the. It's like reading the King James version, man. Like, I, I just can't. All right. So, what what you're saying is more of a um, a loose under the radar. Uh, type of organization that Mm. that basically just ignores the fact that the the government and the state exist. i i I can see that do you ever get the comparison and, and this is a bad one and not a perfect one but do you ever get the comparison of like the taliban uh versus the uh the afghan government uh in in afghanistan the taliban is really out in the rural areas they have the the um Shit, they have the villages and all that sort of stuff, and so it's more of a religious governing body. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not official, uh, and basically the Afghan army has no authority outside of Kabul and the, the the major cities.
0: No, I don't think I've heard that one, but I think that that works pretty well. I mean, it sounds pretty good to me, just off the top. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I yeah, obviously it's like I'm not saying it would be
1: this. Yeah, no, it would be not be Taliban.
0: <laughs> I mean, the, the, the uh, fr- the, the frequent one I typically use is there's this book by James C. Scott and, uh, called against the grain. It was about hi- the I- history of the governments and like how they came about and kind of goes into like anarchy and shit. And I always, I make the case that it's like, this is the, this is kind of like history repeating itself. Like this is like what I see on the horizon is history repeating itself. Cause the, the advent of the initial States, according to him, you know, he's an historian, mm-hmm. uh, the advent of the original states was around agriculture because there gotcha. became these fertile areas that became prosperous and then the state, kind of like a parasite, attached itself to those prosperous areas. Mm-hmm. And then there ended up being people who lived outside the agricultural areas who were like your barbarians, your yeah. tribes, your whatever the fuck you want to call them. They, had, they have all sorts of terms throughout the centuries, most of which are, have negative connotations. And right. uh, those were actually like People who were just living the old way or whatever, you know, yeah. whether it be, you know, foraging, hunting, mm-hmm. whatever. They weren't just living off the land in this monoculture, agriculture type way. Like and they they sh- he showed like he made the case in the book that they actually had healthier, better lives because mm-hmm. they were had a better diet. They actually end up yeah. being more prosperous because they weren't under this like, you know, centralized state, uh, right. like just a whole bunch of different reasons. And I see that kind of being the same thing. And like history tells the tales of states. So we don't really hear much about this and how these guys were actually straight up fucking killing it. They were doing, they were yeah. doing awesome. But then you end up having these like centralized locations where the state stayed at and the state didn't really ever fuck with the barbarians except for when maybe they were a cause issues or if say they were trying to do some expansive land grabs or whatever. But for the most mm-hmm. part, those people chilled on the outside lived in harmony, occasionally would work together to push off the state. And the state was being shitty, like and encroaching on their territory. but most part they just chill. Now obviously this isn't perfect anarchy and that's kind of why I think it's a good example yeah. cuz you know when yeah. you're talking about tribal societies obviously they probably have some sort of something uh, akin to government or whatever the fuck you want to yeah. call it. So but much better than what they was on yeah. in the centralized areas. So that's, that's why I like to use that as an example uh, like, right. I think it's the same no, thing like that. but with different with different technology essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. 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 No, I I think that makes a lot of sense. Uh you know, I I I Look, I here's here's what I'll say about anarchists and agorists. like I think you're right. I I, th- I I I I don't disagree uh what I what I'm doing is trying to go down swinging and mm. it, it, to 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 because I I still hold the fear that that is not going to be peaceful. Uh and if and, and so that's why I I'm going to and look, I'm probably going to lose, but we're going to give it hell and see if we can make this a little more peaceful, hold it off a little longer. Um, because it, like you said, with technology, uh, with the state where it's at, man, I just, I, I fear that that sort of thing won't happen without violence, um, yeah. knowing, knowing the state. And so I'm going to try. Yeah, I'm going to try. Well, part of
0: the beauty of like agorism and stuff, and I'm not even necessarily trying to convert you or anything is that it's kind of, it's essentially anarchy in action. And so, yep. like, even if you do want to be involved in politics or whatever, like, I would definitely always suggest, I mean, I have my reasons why I think you probably shouldn't. But, I mean, if you're going to, whatever, I mean, fucking do you. I don't give a shit. But, like, yeah. fucking, I would suggest, you know, doing something. And, like, I've said mm-hmm. before that it's a mindset. It's more of a, you know, you, like, it's more about, like, breaking the law and not giving a shit. And I don't mean, yeah. like, doing bad things. And yeah. I also don't mean being Make idiot. People under the table. Yeah, like. they also the Being an table. idiot and getting yeah. caught, because a lot of people will yeah. be like, "Well, I'm gonna just end up like Ross Ulbricht." I'm like, "Well, maybe don't do Silk Road." I, I <laughs> <remember>. <laughs> no one says you have to go do the math. Right. Like, do what you can handle. For yeah. some people, it's as simple as a fucking as a garden, which or or whatever, like or you know Buy having livestock, crypto, because live that was actually kind of what I was getting at too. Like crypto, things like crypto and 3D printing, like those actually yeah. like are like you were talking about how like we might need violence, but it's like this is a way to get normies to adopt our, yeah. adopt our shit without even having to convince them of theory at yeah. all. Yeah. Like Absolutely. it's like, this is just, Hey, here you go. And yeah. here's this alternate fucking, you know, currency. And yes, I know people are saying that government's already getting their dirty dick beaters in fucking in there. And they are, uh, but it opens a, another Avenue. So mm-hmm. it's another spot that like the more we can rush people into those markets that have similar thinking as us, the easier we can take it over and we are more efficient in the state. Like uh, someone was talking today and I've heard this before the beauty, uh, actually it was the malice fucking interview with uh, Jordan Pearson. I was listening to, Mm -hmm. and he was, they are talking about how like anytime you have coercion in a fucking, in a system, it is immediately going to be less effective because you have to, you have to utilize energy to coerce essentially. Mm -hmm. Whereas in a voluntary uh, fucking one, it's more effective. And it's right. also it's decentralized, so it's like way mm-hmm. harder to combat. So, I mean, in a sense, I think you know the the long arm of history will will turn towards us.
1: So yeah, yeah. So, I, I have a question for you. Uh, do you believe persuasion is a form of coercion? Mm-mm. Okay no it's dumb. <laughs> all right all right I just uh, uh, there's I, I I have been blocked by a few people uh that that are in 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 the uh, uh, Institute uh that is in Auburn Alabama uh because I tried to clearly explain to them that there is a difference between shouldn't and can't uh and, and, and that difference is persuasion and they were like don't tell me what to do that's authoritarian I'm like ah. It's really not. I'm just <laughs> making a suggestion, uh, you know. So okay, yeah. all right, cool. That's, yeah, uh, that's good.
0: Okay, oh, shit. So, anyways, let's tie this back to kind of going on a fun little tangent there. Yeah, and, and let's tie it into like current events because, uh, like, where have you thought messaging has gone? Yeah. Well, like, provide an example of where you thought messaging has gone well. That like, because we were all trying to right. like quibbling over like what shitposting is. Maybe yeah.
1: Why? Like. Yeah. So, for me, okay, so. This is, I have no, I, I want to be crystal clear on this. There's not a thing that an LP account has posted that I disagree with. I I. The, the, it's libertarian shit. What, is, what matters to me, especially coming from those accounts, if our job is to persuade normies, there's a way to do that. And that wasn't an effective technique, in my opinion, being in sales for 13 years, teaching people who've never sold before how to sell things and be persuasive that was it, it. was bad technique for me about New Hampshire, and it was really specifically the the one where it opens within child labor laws. Uh, that's poor technique. Uh, if you because here's what, and I I I think Kentucky does a really great job, and I'll, I I can explain why. But the the one where they went off the rails is kind of the one that got traction, and I don't think that one was even that bad. The the Jewish Star one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happens is you got we have to keep our goal in mind and that goal is, is changing hearts and minds, in my opinion, persuading normies. And after the Jewish star one, were we talking about vaccine passports? No. What were we doing? We had a three-day fight over what's anti-Semitism and what isn't. And so I, I don't like posts where we leave that room to be misinterpreted and then change the topic. Because on that same day, Dave Smith's got fifty thousand likes talking about the vaccine passports. Justin Amash has something similar. They're really what was trending on Twitter, and, and 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 LP Kentucky is the one getting the attention. But we're talking about anti-Semitism. I don't want to talk about anti-Semitism. I want to talk about vaccine passports and how it's an an, an encroachment on your rights, and we should absolutely fight it uh, in, in any way possible. So that that that's where I'm at is is it there is a technique to delivering these things in a persuasive manner um and I I I think New Hampshire's post if that was their intent it fell short I don't Ah. think people walked away from that initial post going you know they got a point um if they didn't already believe that
0: yeah, well, I guess that's kind of what I've been getting at with increasing the divide. And I, I don't know if I necessarily entirely agree with the point is to get normies. And like, okay. don't get me wrong. I mean, I think that's a great side effect. And I, okay. I I think I think bold messaging to some extent has the effect of naturally attracting it, but it's also to galvanize your team. So mm-hmm. at least in my eyes, that's kind of what I want to set the backdrop of how I think, think things are going to go what our latent beliefs are to begin with, so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. Because while I do want to bring in normies, I guess that's not not necessarily my prime objective. And then also on top of that, I think it's also a matter of what you're in, that why I brought up social media before, what you're interacting with. Like I think with something with Twitter, like there's a reason why the LPNH uh, tweet about child labor hit like 12 million engagements. And you yeah. can say like it offended people, but you know what? 12 million people saw it. And I know you yeah. brought up like, oh, well, now we're talking about anti-Semitism or kids and minds or whatever the fuck. Right. But like I've been saying for a while, you need to just like Chad meme yes and move on. Because <laughs> like say, for example, the anti-Semitism, that's a good example. Like anytime you say something that like say something like that and somebody like, oh, well, you're racist. I've been actually a big advocate of later. Just go. Yes, I am. Now what? <laughs> Would you like yeah. to talk? Because, I yeah. mean, you can throw around these fucking, you know, because yeah. I feel like anyone instinctually knows that, like, yeah. to some extent, they're being somewhat dishonest. And once again, social media is a fucking, it's not a one-on-one. Like, sure, in a one-on-one right. argument on, like, I- I face-to-face, if someone accused me of being racist, I'm probably not going to go, yeah, I am, now what? Like, yeah. I'm probably just, I mean, I'm I doing me wrong, that probably is the end of the discussion. But, like, I'm not going to be like, yes, I am a racist. Let's keep talking. Like, I'm, I'm just probably going to be like, all right, well, fuck you and leave. But, like, right. so obviously that's not a tactic. But, like, on something like social media, I actually think that is a legit way. Because that is okay. a, all right, now what? Now, so, okay, cool. We can, sure, you can think that. Now, would you like to have a talk? And there is yeah. something to, like, there, like, with the child labor thing. I mean, you both agree with it. There is a root of truth there. And it is bringing in eyes. And if yeah. they're... So I I don't know. I yeah. actually think a lot was done with it. I also talked to Kaufman and to get a, like a, a rough idea of his like like how the numbers for the party went and they've been mm-hmm. up like twenty five percent since then, like which is way higher than normal. So right. I mean, while I obviously have my 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 drawbacks okay. with utilizing the political parties, but <laughs> I mean it's kind of like if that's your goal, where so, the fuck you go. <laughs> all
1: right, all right. So, so let me, there's a lot of things I want to touch on yeah, yeah. That, that you just brought up show. So, so number one, I, I, I am ignoring everyone that's offended by this and, and outrage that that's not who I'm talking about. I, I have no interest in that. If I've got a tweet to make a pitch, I I want that pitch to be solid. And, and I'm not trying to, to bring in normies. Let me, I'm trying to radicalize normies. I, I want them to change the way they think. Um, I'm not looking to get people uh, through coalitions to vote for the Libertarian Party because we softened our message to appeal to them. No, I want them to believe our message. I'm trying to change their belief system. So these people that get offended and like call you right, ra- I do not care. That's, that's not at all what I'm talking about. Uh, when I, When I say anti-Semitism, what I mean is that we left them the room – in that analogy to, to change the subject, which is absolutely what our opposition, which is what those people are, are going to do. And so if we're going to craft a message that we know is going to be controversial, leave no room for your opposition to, to change the subject, I guess. And they're going to try, but it, oftentimes, you know that if they resort to being racist or whatever, that that's fine. Now the party, we are when when Kaufman talks about that growth in in New Hampshire, uh, the last 11 years, at least, uh, there has been a disassociation, a disconnect between libertarians and the libertarian Party. That's easy to see, right? It's why so many anarchists don't believe in it. It's why, uh, you know, we get tro- the, the party itself gets trolled all the time by libertarians. That It's because the party didn't and doesn't stand for what libertarians stand for. Now, so that 25% growth was the people who already agree with us. They they we didn't change hearts and minds with that post. That that wasn't somebody who was like, you know, I used to think child labor laws were just evil, and now I think they're great. Or you know, I, I I used to think child labor laws were great, and now I think they're evil. Like that. This was this was people who were just excited to see us saying something, and 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 that's what you're talking about is galvanizing your team. And the Libertarian Party is in a place where that needs to be done. So I won't fight you on that. I won't disagree with that at all. And it, it, the first step in making this party something that's worth a shit that can change this world in any way is we got to get libertarians to vote for libertarian party candidates. And if we can't do that, then 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 we failed. Then we can move on to the normies. So I I, I want to frame it in that way. And, and I understand um, when I talk about the post, when you're in. Sales. If they had simply, they they put out like three posts or so in that in that thread uh, about ending child labor. Yeah, something. Like if, that, yeah. if 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 they had instead simply flipped the order of the words, and what I mean by that is 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 instead of saying in child labor laws and then leaving it up to the audience to go, these crazy motherfuckers want four year olds in 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 coal mines. Instead, you say. It is insane that my 14-year-old niece could go to jail for running a lemonade stand. According to the books, if a police officer wanted to, he could put her in handcuffs and put her in jail for running a lemonade stand. Is that not insane? That's why we need to end child labor laws. So the, the, the process of sales is creating a problem and then providing a solution. Even if that solution is bold and radical, scary, ugly, you you got to create a need and then a value up front. And so that's why I, I have no problem with what they said. I agree with it. Uh, it, it. If they had simply changed the order to talk about the problem that they want to solve, we could have saved ourselves a lot of the trouble of having to explain no we don't want to put your toddler in a fucking coal mine. That is not what we're talking about here. We want the 15-year-old kid who can make some extra money by working on his dad's landscaping company instead of going around door to door with his own thing. Like put him on the damn payroll. It's not that hard. Like that's what we're advocating for. You can you can eliminate all of it. They're called objections, basically. It's bullshit that people can throw at you and say, oh, well, you must mean this. If you can eliminate those objections in advance with just a few words, I'm an advocate of doing that.
0: I I guess it just, I I actually saw a couple people that following it tried to do similar posts to what you said and no one gave a fuck. That's the problem. No one cares when you say shit like that. When you go, well, you know, I think we should let kids finish high school early. That way they can do apprenticeships or whatever. No one gives a shit if you say that. Like to some extent, I think there is utility in outrage porn. And I I don't know like, I mean, I'm not a sales guy, so I don't know. But I think in maybe there's something to do with modern day shit, also what social media you're using with something like Twitter, like there is something to the outrage porn. That is what draws eyes. And like, yeah. yes, they will be there will be the objections, but the great thing about fucking Twitter is you can ignore them. And I actually think there is utility no. in ignoring the objections, responding to the people that you feel like you can respond to to get your message out because Mm -hmm. you you let your haters fucking draw people to you ignore or even ridicule your haters depending on the fucking the situation usually especially in a situation like this i would advocate for ignore and then respond to the people who seem to have actual legit like interest in it because i mean to some extent i think someone who's going to respond freaking the fuck out is either so goddamn stupid i don't really have an interest in like really interacting with them because i mean i don't really feel like Like, maybe they can, through osmosis, maybe come more this way, but like, you're not going to get anything out of someone who's already incensed. But you might be able to fucking, you know, pick people out through that group of outrage or people who actually have legitimate
1: questions and address those. So, yeah, I I, 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 I
0: guess it's kind of like, why why not both?
1: Yeah, well, we've got it. Well, you get a chicken and an egg issue, right? Mm -hmm. Is that one of the problems is that, You've got to get those eyes. And to get those eyes, you need your haters to kind of share and, and do all this other stuff. The problem the problem with that one post is that in my opinion, if I'm an eye scrolling past it, I I, I walk away and go, they didn't they didn't change my mind. Like they didn't they didn't make a case in the, the original tweet that got all the eyes. They didn't make a case there to that, that would convince somebody, a normie, to, to change their stance on child labor laws. Like, yeah, they got the eyes, but how did those eyes respond? How did those eyes feel? What did those eyes think when they saw it? Was it positive? Was it negative? And I'm not talking about the people responding. I'm not talking about the, the, the bitches and the haters that are in there like crying about bullshit. That, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the other 13 million that saw it and walked away, didn't ask questions, didn't engage. Did we do the things necessary to persuade them? Um, now you make a good point. Does does the outrage porn is the outrage porn the only way to get the eyes? It's possible. I I I, I can't argue with the fact that it got the eyes. The numbers are there. The data the data stands out. Um, I would I would I'd like to see some some attempts because there's there's this dichot, there's this false kind of choice that happens where. We we have we've only tested two options, Jose. We've tested this this sort of like, don't give a fuck. I'm gonna piss people off and go for it. And then there's this really just sort of like soft, milky, like, oh, we wanna be everybody's there. There is a way to draw the middle. and, And that's I think I think people who are great at that. Spike, Dave, Ron Paul. Um, no, they were able to craft really good arguments. And get eyes. Um, now, I, I know we're not Ron, Dave, and, and Spike, right? Like, But uh, if, if it's in our circle and we all can convert one or two or three, man, I don't know. We just – I would love to see – and this is what I think LP Kentucky has done well. And it I, I wanted to bring up one of their tweets. Hold up. Um, it was a less controversial topic. Uh, which I think has a lot to do with it, by the way. You talk about important things and it doesn't get traction. You talk about stupid shit and it gets traction. Um, I do want uh, yeah, to real quick to let you. While I'm I do think
0: there is some – like, I want to say I, – I will concede with you a little bit that I don't think it's one extreme or the other. And I okay. do agree that there is definitely utility. I think there is – usefulness in being provocative to draw on the eyes but then there is also mm-hmm. usefulness in having something constructed to provide as well so like say like yes. maybe a, a like a great fucking like in between would be like if say that had been a thread and the second thread of the second tweet in that thread had actually then expanded because i don't I, to be honest i don't even remember the whole lpnh tweet but just to you know hypothetical if that had been a provocative first tweet and then the second follow 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 up of the thread was something that was more like hey this this, this mm-hmm. Like that way, you have that, like, oh my god, to draw people in and then you go on. But anyways, I think there is a balance, and I think there is a problem that us libertarians fucking have because we're so caught up in theory, in principle, in whatever, that we're so goddamn binary. And the funniest thing is we accuse the other people like the other ones of being like the the duopoly or what the fuck, or Mm -hmm. being smooth brains. But sometimes we're some of the biggest smooth brains, some of the most binary thinkers, because we are so set in principle. And there are certain things that there aren't just magical principles. And when it comes to tactics, I think that's one of them. When it comes to tactics, it is, it is a, it's a, it's a subtlety. It's a, it's a, there's nuance. So it's almost like a dance. Like, so it's not as simple as just like, this is this and and that's that. And this is what I do. So like, same thing goes with like stuff like tactics. I know a lot of people like say from my end, like Agarist try to be like, you know, say shit like. Well, this breaks NAP by voting and I that, that's I actually come from a tactical perspective if we went into that like discussion. So I don't take that I think so I also concede that I could be wrong because when we're having a discussion of tactics, it's yeah. there it's kind of it's more open. There's not an exact science. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with dealing with people. I think it's not an exact yeah. science. So I think that's why it's not one or the other. There is definitely an in between. I would think that maybe you're come you're probably not as hardcore as I would like uh, message you be. If anything, I actually, like I know yeah. Dave Smith's against posting for official accounts. I want more posting for official accounts, <laughs> but I agree that you have a point. Like, yeah. I will right. give you that. It's
1: yeah. yeah. And, and I'm, I'm in the same boat too. So yeah. I, I feel that. So I, here's the Libertarian Party of Kentucky one. And and tell me if you like would consider this bold. It says, how do you take down big tech and big pharma? Repeal all IP laws. You'll see insulin sold in Happy Meals. Um, that is, is pretty fucking bold. Um, I think. Uh y- you know, but they 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 lead it, they led with the problem, right? And somebody coming across that, they they have nothing left to interpret on their own. Like they made the point really clear. And 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 so that that that's kind of what I'm hoping for. That's that's what I'd like to see us do more of. And you you hit on a good point. We, it, it, is, it, is it Tom Woods that says, attack the right from the right and the left from the left. We are the most radical motherfuckers uh, on every position. We are 100%. There is no 80, 90% on war, right? We are 100% against it. There is no 80, 90% on legalized drugs. We are 100% for legalizing drugs. And people don't work that way. Like, and so what you mentioned when you talk about it being a dance and being nuanced and meeting people where they are and kind of feeling and understanding what they, they, they feel. And and I, I am all for alpha beta testing. What I fear. And I think what most people who are in opposition to this fear is that by, by one doing an alpha test, if it goes really poorly, it reflects on everybody. And then their beta test is now skewed uh, by those results. Um, but you know, that's what it is. I'm.
0: Yeah, I, I will say. I think I would uh, presume that IP that IP tweet came s- shortly after the heels of the uh, Jewish Star one. So <laughs> to, to, to play back to my other point, because I think I mean I don't know what traction that one got, but I bet you it was riding a lot off the wave of the other one. But I will grant yeah. you that it is a better. But it is. That's why it's like this is a subtlety of like how you yeah. play off each other because you could. Say with LPNH, like, say with that child labor law one, like, and you may agree with that, disagree with that specific tweet, but you, what's their follow-up tweet going to be? Maybe, and you know what, because now they have eyes on them. Like, what are they going to do next? So, that's when we come to tactics, and you did bring up a good point with, like, the war, and, like, there is a place for principles. There's a place for yes and no, right and wrong, and there's a place for this is, like, and and that's kind of what I was getting at when it comes to, like, tactics, whether it be messaging, whether it be, Whether we utilize the Republican Party, the Democrat Party, the Libertarian Party, no party, like it's tactics. And I think that to some extent – I think this is something that we just as Libertarians need to accept more. There are far more realms that are subjective than there are objective, and we are so Mm -hmm. stuck in the objective realm Mm -hmm. that it's just not even fucking funny. It's actually kind of annoying how set we are in objective ways, and not everything is just simple zeros and ones. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's a, it's a major mindset shift. And then once they make that mindset, mindset shift, and this is, this may be part of the reason I stay out of the theory also is because I, I, I want to be the voice from the other side. Like I want people in our movement to, to read the Rothbard, read the Mises, read, read the, the authors you were talking about. I don't know them all. Uh, (laughs) read their theory, know your principles, learn what this is about but then you got to be able to apply it in convincing other people. You got to be able to do something with it. It's not knowledge is not power unless you do something with it. And so how about we pick up how to win friends and influence people? How about we pick up spin selling, right? Like just pick up a book that's going to make you a better human at interacting with others so that, that you can get more people to believe your ideas too. And that, that, that brings me to a perspective on what we're talking about here in tactics. Um, in psychology, and, and this can this can be our segue into the Overton window. Um, in psychology, they they call it compliance. I don't really like the idea of compliance. It's really the, the term compliance it's, it's more about persuasion but they they say there's two forms to gain persuasion in psychology there's there's something called foot in the door and door in the face so foot in the door is where it, it's all the imagine it, it's all the scenario of like if i'm a door-to-door salesperson i walk up to your door and i've got to get your buy-in on something a foot in the door is where i, I make a small offer and i'm like hey you know the can i get you to, to buy this $1 product and then i then i upsell you from there right until you make me stop that's that's one tactic the other tactic is called door in the face which is where i start at like $10,000 and you go fuck no fuck you that's not going to work and then i i'm like okay how about 9 right and that that backs down for me the what 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 uh lpnh was trying to do was a lot more of the door-in-the-face tactic. the um, And that that traces back to the Overton window. And let me tell you, that shit works. But it works a lot better when there's money involved and when there's a price and when you can negotiate your way down. You can't do that with principles. You, you can't negotiate down principles with, with people. Also, one of the problems with door-in-the-face is the way our biology is set up. Uh, we talk about triggering people, right? The uh, What triggering actually is, is there's different parts of your brain and the, the one at the back, our most primitive is called the cerebellum. It's what makes your heart beat. It's what makes your lungs breathe. It's what you know makes your eyes blink. Uh, and it also keeps you from being eaten by a tiger uh, in, in the wild, right? It's your fight or flight response. Your, your theory, your logic is all up here, but you've got very limited resources. So like when you... It, you look like a guy who's been in a scuffle or two like me. Um, you ever been in a fight and tried to talk or like say something afterwards and you're like blah, 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 like you just <laughs> it's because all of your brain's resources have been channeled to that back part that is like stay alive, land this punch, if you don't this person's going to fucking eat you right? Like, that's the way our brains work. And then it takes a minute before we can actually calm the fuck down and use our rational part of our brain. And that's why, like, dudes get in a fight, and then five minutes later, they're like, I'm sorry, bro. I love you, man. Like, uh, It's because we're when we're back here, we're stupid. When we're up here, we're smart. Uh, when you trigger people, they go back here. They get stupid. They re- they react, right? And so you, you have a hard time crafting a logical, rational argument if you set off that that response. And that's all I'm trying to avoid momentarily. And, but you make a great point. Like if I do that to enough people, this shit catches fire and more people are going to see it. So there, there is some, uh, some, 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 some take and go with that. Now, the problem with the Overton window is that it is based off of that door in the face method. It basically says, this is this, this part here in the middle, this middle part is acceptable. And 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 if but if I talk about shit that's wild over here, what it does is it makes something one or two ticks in that direction seem more normal. Right. So like if I say end all child labor laws, all of a sudden it seems more normal that a 17 year old get a job unquestioned. Right. And that's the whole idea of moving the over to window. Here's the problem is that we have lost that middle and and i think dave talks about this on his show sometimes is that the middle has stood for printing trillions of dollars endless wars like the police state growing and growing murdering people in the streets like we have lost that middle and so what's happening is you're seeing the emerge that overton window has broken and now the actual acceptable conversations are way the fuck over here and way the fuck over here and that and, and and so, it, like in physics, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So now, if we say some wild shit over here, we, it doesn't shift a window closer to us. What does it do? It inspires the other side to say some even more wild, ridiculous shit. And there's all these normal people in the middle who are looking at both of these groups like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I hate both of you crazy bastards, right? And so, that that's why I'm, I'm like... Okay, maybe the approach is we take this this really wild, radical position and we present it a little more like in a a, we we bring the temperature, the tone, whatever, down a little bit. And maybe we can kind of bring some people back to a little bit of a, a normal conversation, because all we're doing right now is swinging wildly in a pendulum in response. Every problem, and this is my opinion, every problem, every fucking thing that Joe Biden does during this term is Donald Trump's fucking fault, right? If we had somebody like, uh, uh, uh who was it, Coolidge, who goes in there, doesn't do jack shit for four years, right? That his opponents aren't responding in kind, and I, I don't know what that political philosophy is called, but like. everybody's got to calm the fuck down a little bit in order for this Overton window shit to make any sense anymore because all we're doing right now is getting more and more radical and that shit is becoming normal. Uh, And and the problem is they're both fucking status, and we're losing. So whatever strategy we got to implode to get out of that. That's why I don't like the Overton window analogy, man. I think that shit is far gone.
0: That's funny. Like, I was thinking about this because I I knew you had talked about the Overton window. And I actually was like, what is he getting at with this? And I kind of, like, you know, did my thoughts. You know, kind of like, well, I'm sitting there taking a dump. Kind of, you know, pondering type shit. And, like, I actually ironically came to the same conclusion as, like, what you were saying. But the funny thing is I actually had the opposite (laughs) interpretation of I like that shit. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I get what you're saying, that may, may, maybe more what you were getting at was the left and right divide, mm-hmm. whereas I'm getting at the authoritarian, uh, authoritarian-libertarian authoritarian divide. And yeah. I am all for expanding that. Like, okay. I want to, like, I guess maybe that's kind of where I'm getting more, like, division. Like, fine, sure, whatever. This splits into two windows, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. sure, whatever. Okay. If, the, if this centrist fucking, like, toast fucking, well, I'm kind of, sort of, for, you know, freedom, but, like, I don't know, we can't completely, like. No, I fuck that shit. Like, pick a side. I, I don't give a fuck. Like, I <laughs> want to get to a point where it's like, you know, fucking. Where are you at? Like, do you want freedom? Do you want fucking? Do you want to be a slave? Like, w- pick your side. I don't give a shit. Like, like yeah. I'm all for pushing that shit. And like, I I get where you're getting. Maybe maybe we were looking at a different a different fucking different axes. yeah yeah we were yeah, so. yeah, i was
1: talking about it a little different yeah 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 I, I i would like to bring us to the center on the left right divide a yeah. little bit um but i guess no me, it, i'm more like ignore that shit because i don't give a
0: fuck about the I, culture thing i try to you know, spell that because people will bring that up and i'll be like you know what in a free country it, you know what you get a fucking it, it'll be magical and it'll fucking have a free market of culture so you know, you know no, what
1: I, I believe that as well. Um, one of the things that 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 Dave said that opened my eyes is like, no, we have to be in this left right shit because we're the only ones who can get them to, to do a truce. Like we, as much as we'd like to ignore it, uh, we are kind of caught in the middle of this because we believe what you just said. Like in a free country, you can do whatever. Let Portland be whatever the fuck Portland. They can have furry festivals and all that. Nobody gives a shit about Portland, right? Like let Miami be what Miami is. Let El Paso be what El Paso is. Like let people uh, fucking get in your car and move if you don't like your city. Like it, it, it's not that hard. Um, and you can solve your culture by fucking relocating. Um, the biscuits out here suck. So guess what the fuck I'm doing? I'm moving back to the South, motherfucker. Like, I don't like Arizona that much. I can't get a good biscuit. Um, it, it, I, and I'm moving. Uh, uh, not just on that. Uh, we got to get this kid closer to the grandparents, man. But um, the, uh, but, but that's that, that's kind of the point. Now, what I will say is that there are those people... That you're talking about that are kind of stuck in the middle. Um, who who was it that originally, like, where were you before your enlightenment? I guess. What what, what how did you fall?
0: What well, you have to clarify. And I, for, for I, one, I one, mean, I had multiple enlightenments, and then also to like, I guess where, I, I don't even get. When was
1: now. the when was the last time you were a statist? And then last what happened? Time- what changed?
0: Uh, what changed between? Well, I, I, I guess for me, like I would have to say, the last time I was a status was when I was a minarchist, because like for me personally, the transition from you know status to minarchist was a slow progression, and it, where there was never a clear, concise "I'm no longer this." It was a right. I was kind of in centrist land where I sort of yeah. slowly, and then for me, the fucking like I had to jump the fucking valley. Or or yeah. jump the fucking gulf or where the fuck like like I did hop over the fence was anarchism. That that when yeah. I was that that, one, that was for me. And then like then I had another one where like I, I guess it more of like an epiphany out of other ones. That was the biggest one for me. Um,
1: yeah. so but, what was it that moved you through that sort of spectrum from statist to minarchist? Like what set you on that path?
0: I mean mostly it was just kind of just ex- being intellectually curious exploring different things and it's like I, I think i actually talked to you kind of like we had talked before about like you know getting into theory and like how you go mm-hmm. about it and i equated it to like working out it's kind of like you just kind of start yeah. doing it that's kind of yeah. how it was for me with that like i just kind of started listening to podcasts i just yeah you know got more curious like oh well what does this guy just say what's that guy saying like and from there right. i expanded And it's kind of the same thing working out because like yeah i didn't I wasn't always able to squat 600 pounds, but you know what? One day when I was like 13, I was like, I'm going to start working out. And I fucking, I was a little bitch, but you know, I just started working out and I was able to do a little bit. And then from there I did a little bit more and it's the same thing when it comes to like theory or anything. And that's kind of what I did with that. Like I just kind of slowly got interested in it to some extent. It was myself that.
1: Yeah. So So, so when you, when you talk about, and so I guess this is my point and how I, I feel like we are on the same page here, except uh, like, we're just, we're getting lost in words because words suck and we're not good at it as humans. Mm -hmm. Like when you talk about pick a fucking side, like I, I'm, I'm saying give those people the same thing you got, Mm -hmm. right? Give them that time to find that theory, to listen to those podcasts, to talk to libertarians, to evolve. Because once we get them to that point, man, like, they're all going to realize well, okay the state is the reason i'm poor the state is the reason people are in prison the state is the reason we're murdering people across the globe man maybe this maybe we should get rid of the fucking state like it it, it, it we but we got to get them to that point because you know just as well as i do the entire apparatus of the state is designed to program us from the moment we are born To buy into statism, and and so we have to have gentle people, (laughs) kind of. It's kind of like if you're gonna talk somebody out of of being in a cult, like you you it it, you don't they don't have an epiphany and go you know what I'm leaving the cult. You you kind of have to be like, hey, doesn't this suck? Isn't this stupid? Yeah, oh, that is stupid. And and they start to see and enlighten themselves, kind of like you did, and then they make the leap. So that that's that's where I'm at, man, is like I, I still want to fight for those people uh, and give them the things that they need so that they can go on that journey themselves.
0: And that was kind of why I, I, why I brought up like where you think things are going, because yeah. I, I I don't disagree with you, but I think it's a matter of like, where are we at and where do we want to be? Gotcha. And I think we are at a time where we are in a collapsing nation. And so I'm more of in like, a, OK, we don't. I don't You're know to shit or get off the
1: pot, right? Like, yeah, it's like, is here.
0: Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I think we're I got at you. A point where there's a a bifurcation that's occurring, and we can either get with it or get or not. You know, we can either get fucked or not. Like, so it's kind of like well, I, I get it. They're going to get people get lost along the way, but I mean, you can only do so much. Yeah, and I I do think there is there is a place for utilizing that as well but for me i guess my concern and it's kind of like you know different messages different strokes different folks i do think there's still a place to work with those people but i think on the larger level we need to have a have our have a bead on the pulse of the nation and where things are going and yeah. i think where things are going is things are going to get fucking weird one way or another and yeah. if we need to get with the times and get moving <laughs> okay
1: <laughs> yeah. and look look and here's the thing like what you're saying and having this conversation is great because it makes a lot of sense to me. Like, what you're saying, I'm like, I, I can't fault this guy at all for what he's saying because I fucking agree with you. Like, yeah, <laughs> we, are, we are not long for this world, man. Like, and, and so there's urgency. So I it it, it really is just we're, we're going in the same direction. We're just in different lanes uh, on on how to handle it. But. And I, I, I guess I wanna I guess say I'm, something. I'm, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I was
0: gonna say also there is an aspect of selfishness to this too. And honestly, I'm I'm an individualist. I don't, I, I mm-hmm. honestly don't see that as bad. At the end of the day, I don't think there's anything wrong. I think people who say otherwise are lying to themselves. I am initially concerned myself, secondarily concerned my family, thirdly concerned with my fucking my community, and so on and so forth. It's literally mm-hmm. I'm an egoist in a sense. I'm it, it okay. expands for myself. And, you know, like, and uh, basically my family and me are basically one and the same. So, like, yeah. that is my prime concern. And I have young children. I, I mean, I know you do too. I have yep. a fucking 11-year-old and an 8-year-old. And I am fucking goddamn terrified of the future they are going to be grow- growing up in. And Every I, minute
1: of just, every day, it engulfs my mind, man.
0: To some extent, that's kind of why I'm like fucking accelerate this goddamn yeah. fucking divide. Because, you know, I don't remember what founder said. If there's going to be war, I want it to be in my time. Like I, I, don't want violence. Probably. I, but I would rather we get to a point where I can we can push this fucking divide to where like, hey, one side or the other, and then that way I can lessen the fucking uh, load that my, my children are gonna have to deal with. So right. yeah, I mean, yeah. it's selfish, but it is what it is.
1: <laughs> no, no, I, it, that it, you you you're making too much damn sense, Jose. Um, <laughs> I, I I appreciate it. Um, yeah. So, all right. So then, what 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 is the what is the conclusion, my friend? What, I mean, have, what have we come to here?
0: I mean, I don't, I don't think we necessarily disagree. I mean, I think we have mild differences in our fucking in our takes. I think we have similarities, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, the conclusion is kind of like we got to. There's no right answer here. It's really just your interpretation of it. I I, yeah. I mean, I'm of the opinion that we need to be a little bit more extreme. It seems to be you seem yeah. to be more focused on. Uh, uh you know, what's convert, gonna what, conversion. Yep. conversion? I'm I'm more focus, I'm I'm more focused on the remnant. You see me more focused on the conversion, and it's kind of like maybe we need to focus on giving each other room for each other. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're I mean, could, maybe you're more focused on the LP being a, being a vehicle for conversion. Whereas I mean, I guess I yeah. don't care. Like, yeah, because I don't really I I I don't even want the
1: LP to exist at all. To be personally,
0: uh, to be honest so, <laughs> yeah. if, so here, I mean, here's
1: the thing if we could if we could aco- it again we're going back to the programming right and that people are programmed to believe to talk about political things in terms of political parties so if, if we could get them to talk about these things effectively without it being in terms of a political party i would be all for that but the reality is is it is useful to say well here's what we are as a party and what we believe and allow that to kind of be that first dose I, I, man i'm with you like but shitty thing
0: about political parties because yeah because here we are because now we have this vehicle and like i mean i don't give a shit because i don't don't really want to use it but like say i did want to use it like me and you would be at odds because i want to use this for the remnant you want to use it for conversion or Mm -hmm. or want to prioritize conversion whereas like that's the beauty of if we didn't have a political party or we didn't have it there would be more decentralization more room for you do your message i do mine but now we have this thing for us to clamor over, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: Like that makes a lot of sense because I mean I don't
0: I don't really give a shit about the Libertarian Party in that sense, like. But I'm like I'm more trying to play devil's advocate, like in the sense of like if I did care or yeah. if I'm going to have 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 some sort of messaging, but like here's a centralized thing that is our messaging, and it's like you know what I mean here we are like yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying you're wrong, and that conversion is something that needs to happen. I just I prioritize the remnant because I want to fucking yeah. get a division going and be like, yo, uh fucking you come over here and those days can go the fuck over here. And you're like more focused in the middle, like, hey, here, come on, buddy, pick a side. Let's what we do. Yeah, yeah. Here's <laughs> what we're
1: doing. Yeah. Let me show you why this is the way. Because yeah. I want our side to be bigger than theirs when that day yeah. comes. Uh yeah. I, I feel like there is no power without people it's why we believe in in the free movement of labor and and we're gonna need people and Mm. and i i do not want them to join those monsters and i want them to join us
0: yeah well i don't know i feel like that's probably a pretty goddamn good spot to end on i think it's good too nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. <laughs> uh, you, so fucking, uh, you want to go ahead and drop your plugs if you got any. Know,
1: yeah. Know. Yeah. So, uh, f- at J Todd six Oh one, I'm just a dude on Twitter. Uh, that's it. If you are interested in learning more about sales techniques and how to apply them to persuasion and stuff, uh, I'm starting up a group within the LP of, of, of salespeople. And we're going to, we're, we're just going to try and teach those principles. Uh, that's a Twitter account at, LP underscore Carnegie, C-A-R-N-E-G-I-E. Uh, you can follow that there as soon as this baby stops screaming every 10 minutes. Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely going to dive in headfirst on that. And uh, if you are in the LP and uh, and feel like it's a vehicle for change and you're tired of the bullshit that's happened in this last week, um, I, I announced before this show that I'm running for uh, chair uh, right alongside Joshua Smith. Uh, so that we can at least get this thing going in the correct direction, uh, and uh, and not throw out state affiliates over tweets, um, which is just complete bullshit. So uh, get to Reno and vote for me. You fucking status. That's it. I know <laughs> fucking status.
0: Uh, uh, you go- so you just have the one kid.
1: Yeah, just the one. He uh, he is uh, two and a half months old now. Uh, we're try- Yeah, it's 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 rough. We're trying to catch some rhythms on naps. Um, mm-hmm. It's I, I know it's that uh, yeah yeah. We're just he's fighting it every step along the way, and we're like, do I hold? If I hold him at this angle, will he sleep? For the love of God. Dude, i uh, but, I like yeah.
0: miss those days but don't those were the worst best times
1: <laughs> yeah that's that's what i hear is like people miss it but i'm sitting here in it and i'm like man i just want to talk to my kid and hang out and throw a ball like can we get oh, to that yeah, already that, that's like
0: true. I, I will give you that that like because you're not even at the point where they're you probably maybe just we're are getting, getting some smile. Yeah. yeah we're getting facial expressions so, yeah that, that is like because when i first had a baby i know this may sound shitty when they first motherfucker popped out with my little fuck trophy it was like cool like here's this fucking living potato that doesn't do anything yep,
1: like a bag of organs man yeah. like that's all it is <laughs> i mean a bag it's of organs cute. that shits on your bed yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but like and then once you get a few months old it's like starts like interacting you're like this is fucking awesome so it's kind of thankless initially but yeah that like after that first little hump i don't know there's something beautiful about having kids i i fucking i love it so goddamn much I miss those times where you're at, but at the same time, like, God is so much nicer to be like, they be like, Dad, I'm hungry. Well, go get some fucking go, go food. Go get some food.
1: Yeah, go go feed yourself.
0: Oh, <laughs> because I have an 11-year-old and 8-year-old, both girls, but, you know. Oh, God
1: bless you, man. I know, it's fucking rough. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it has its drawbacks seven girls, but, you know, I fucking love them, and they love Dad, yeah. but. Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> but, uh, anyways, my my plugs yeah, No Way Jose YouTube channel. I'm also anywhere audio podcasts are at. Hit me up at the Liberty Movement Global at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. You can just type in Jose Galison. My, my fucking at is at Galison Jose. Uh, give me money Patreon.com. Just No His Jose 2020. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that shit. And with that, that is that. This has been a good episode. It's been better than I thought it would. <laughs> not that I thought I mean, you were like really, it was gonna be bad <laughs> <Yeah>. necessarily, but, <laughs> but yeah.
1: it could have gone badly. You never, know, <laughs> you never know what Twitter people write.
0: That's what I was getting at. Where it's like great that I kind of don't really, I, I, we're not me and you necessarily aren't really arguing over control over the party because I don't really care about the party. But like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> With that, yeah, let's go ahead and end it before we All find right. on another tangent. All <laughs> right, this is, Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Boom.